Now here is the great, great secret of effectual prayer. Listen carefully. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. I believe God wants to shake this old country one more time with heaven-sent revival. That's what God wants to do. There also has to be the other side of the coin, our responsibility to share that life-changing message with those around us. There's something in the nature of God that wants His love to be shared with other people. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization with your hosts, Matt Hensley and Kyle Beerman. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Christian Standard Bible. We encourage you to check out the CSB after the show to learn about a translation that is both readable and accurate at csbible.com. Good uh, afternoon. It is. Good afternoon. I just woke up. Howdy. How are you doing? (laughs) Man, I'm great. I think this is Wednesday. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's it is when Wednesday, we're but you're going to throw people off that are listening in uh, on Friday, right? Uh, so today is Friday, <laughs> and it is seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever time, whatever it is time you're, you're listening, listening in. Hey, dude, we had a great time with uh, Dr. Jamie Dew and Dr. Adam Greenway, and uh, really enjoyed that chat. Uh, I, I was sharing with them that when we were in the webinar, when we were visiting together. I'm watching, you know, the people coming in. I was the one letting people in. I was kind of feeding you questions. We were kind of going back and forth in our text, you know, keeping up with the questions that we had submitted to us, the ones we had prepared. And so I didn't really get to focus a whole lot on what they had to say. But afterwards, I took some time to go back and watch it once we posted the video and so forth. Of course, we put it up on the podcast. And man, just... I just have to say after that, and of course, yesterday was SBC Advance. Uh, our seminaries are in good hands. Our entities at NAM, IMB, and so forth are in great hands. And uh, it was just an excitement to get to visit with them before that and get a little fuller picture of what they're doing. Because, of course, the the video things that they showed on SBC Advance were kind of short. But what what I will say is I love the tone of hope and optimism particularly from uh, Dr. Dew and Greenway. And uh, so it was a joy to get to visit with them. What what about you, man? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. And and I had the same thought. In fact, I found a lot of times with uh, when we have a guest on, um, like in the moment, you know, so so like we often have like a a text chat going back and forth between us, like, hey, ask this question or, oh, he like he already answered the next one. So so go to the next one. And and there's there's so much that's happening live when we have a guest on that that I'm kind of the same way. Like a lot of times, I, I don't really appreciate the content until you go back and listen to it again. Um, For sure. Unlike and, our and podcast, sometimes though, because I, 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 you know, I mean, I'm we, sure there are we don't have who content every single week. Well, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I do know there's times that I can tell that you you have actually listened to the answer of that question because I'm I'm waiting for you to come in with the next question. And there's like this awkward pause. Not as awkward, of course, as, as the SBC meeting in Dallas when, um, you know, sir, you have a question. No question. No question. <laughs> no. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah. So. And, and so, you know, I always want to, and, and I also have this, um, I have this recurring nightmare that I'm just like cu- cutting off our guests and not letting them yeah. finish their answers. And so like sometimes that awkward pause is, 
um, are you done? Like, I just want to yeah. make sure that you're done. <laughs> yeah. And some, that. some people, you know, they, they just stop, you know, when you're, when you're finishing a sentence or something like that, you know, you kind of go down to the period, so to speak, you know, Kyle, it was great to see you today. You know, it's done, but there's some, some people that we interview. It's like, Kyle, it was great to see you today. And you're like, awesome. Oh, Oh, it's good to see you too. Uh, so, so tell us, you know, so, <laughs> So yeah, See, that's, that's what that's I, always I, I think that's what I appreciate of. so much about Forrest Gump is because when when he was done, he just said, "That's all I have to say about that." Right there, yeah. there you go. That's it. The end. So on to the next topic <laughs> for sure. But uh, but it was it was a lot of fun, and like I said, it's it's just a joy. I, I can't imagine two entity presidents that came into a situation uh, like theirs and handled it with so much grace and humility and wisdom, and then. Uh, <laughs> you see what happened was COVID-19 came in too. Yeah. And then they handled that with grace yeah. and humility and wisdom. And, and they've really led the, the charge and having a lot of hope and optimism during this time. I can't remember exactly the numbers that either one of them said on the SBC advance, but I believe they both have some very positive trends in their enrollment and graduation and so forth. And so we just praise the Lord for, for that. Those of you that got to listen to that, I know you were in for a treat. Those that were able to watch it live, you also saw what happens when Kyle is running the meeting because there's, there's no like goodbye. It's like, thanks for tuning in, end meeting. And everybody's just gone. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I thought that was the, I thought that was the, the, we're done. I thought, I thought that was the goodbye. <laughs> we should have unmuted everybody and just let it be a free for all, like no. just for a few minutes. No, <laughs> but, no. Uh, but it was great. So go back and listen to that. If you missed it, uh, the video on Facebook, I believe was, was viewed some 6,800 yeah. times or so, uh, which those of you that have been doing online services, you know that that means that one person watched it all the <laughs> way through. Uh, but we were really pleased with that. And, uh, and that's just what we try to do with this podcast is we want to make you laugh a little bit, encourage uh, you, guide you a little bit with some of the things that we're learning. So maybe you don't make the same mistakes uh, as we do, kind of like ending a chat with the presidents of two seminaries by saying T for turd. You can learn yes, from that was, that was one a, of us. One of uh, us. I, I don't know which one I don't one even know was, what to call one that, of <laughs> well, that, well, listen, it was not the one of us whose name is Kyle. I'll just say that. <laughs> let's just say there's, there's a reason that I manuscript a lot. Like, I, I just never know. Sometimes my mouth just opens and it just kind of floats for a while until it gets to where it's going. And, and that is and that's why one of those where it popped, into my, <laughs> it popped into my head and it just came right out. So, so Matt, today you actually lead right into our topic because we're talking about Don't ways. Don't say turd on social that, media. <laughs> we, we are going to talk about ways uh, that, that pastors and other church leaders um, can uh, really ruin your ministry effectiveness due to social media. Perhaps not having a filter and saying a word that you did not necessarily mean to say in a chat with seminary presidents, which is, by the way, why I, why I hit the end button when I did, because I was just like, nope, we got to get out of here. Format says something else. That's it. My Goodbye. favorite is like, I start saying something. I don't know if that's okay for, you know, to say in front of president and like Dr. Greenway's in the background. No, no. <laughs> yes. No, no. He said like, no, like four or five times. No. It was great. I have no. a great story. 
about nearly ruining opportunities because of social media. And I think you know this story. I'm not sure if we ever put this on Not Another Baptist podcast, but I, in a previous life, had been a mega ultra runner. Uh, I still run every day, uh, though I am adding about 10 pounds a day during COVID-19. But I still run. But back in the day, I would run 100 milers, 50 milers, anything I could sign up for, I ran. And there was one called the Grasslands 50. It was in the LBJ Grasslands. I don't know if you have ever been there or even know that it exists, Kyle, as a Texan. But uh, it is what the name says. It is grassland. There's grass and there's land. And then there's grassland and there's cows everywhere. And you, I I know I'm talking to somebody that does like beach body or whatever. So you've never ran more than anywhere uh, except finding that that dog uh, that got out of your house a while (laughs) back. But uh, at this run, what, what happens when you get to a certain amount of miles is your mind does start to go. And uh, you start to think and, and maybe uh, hallucinate a little bit. You know, just it's a fun place to be. Runner's high, you might call it. But at this point, I was having some major complications with health and some of that. And the runner organizers, the run, runner director, race director, wasn't going to let me go on to the last little loop if I did not take my wife with me. And so she went with me. At this point, I had plenty of time to finish. So we just kind of walked. And uh, I think we had about seven miles to go. And as we're walking, I just start laughing because there are cow patties everywhere. And for 42 or 43 miles, I was trying to jump over them. During this season, this part of the race, I was stepping on them uh, as much as I could. I was leaping from one to one. I was just having fun with the cow patties. And I told Rebecca, I said, I got a great idea. Let's take a picture of me squatting above one of these cow patties. And so I did. And we took a picture and I sent that picture to my mother. Those of you that know my mom would know that she is, she's like a Victorian era uh, lady, Uh, you know, very proper in place settings and please and thank you. The most proper uh, woman I know. And I sent that picture to her. I said, do you think this is funny or inappropriate? She said, that's hilarious. So I made it my Facebook profile. You got the mom seal of approval, so it's got to be okay. I got the perfection, you know, my, my super amazing mother. I love my mom. She sometimes listens to this and gets on to me uh, for things I say. Probably turd will be one of those. Uh, as it but, should uh, be. As it should be. But she thought it was funny. So I made it my social media profile. And, of course, it got tons of ha-has and all of that. And uh, you know that I live for the likes and the shares and the retweets. So I, I was never more comfortable as a Christian, as a young man, ever. it was great. Anyway, fast forward about a year or so, and I'm interviewing for a position. Ah. And uh, it's as a youth pastor, and I find out that somebody has concerns about how I use social media. And I'm like, I don't do anything on social media. I mean, I, I post stuff and sometimes it's funny, but I don't, I've never been inappropriate. Like I'm trying to figure out what I've never said a cuss word of, you know, all of that kind of is going through my mind. Well, I, I get sent like that screenshot and it's of my profile picture that at that point is like two years before. And I'm like, Oh, and so we go through the whole thing. Like if we're going to bring in this guy, we need to know, like he needs to have like a social media contract. 
<laughs> like what I would post on social media would be appropriate and set in an example for the youth to follow. So that is my social media story of nearly not getting uh, that job and, uh, and, and it did, nearly cost me. Did, but you ended up getting that job. I did get all. that job, you but did. I did have a social media contract uh, for how I would behave on social media. Uh-huh. Which it did not spell it out. No selfies with cow patties, <laughs> but that was kind of implied. So have, so, have you ever had, have, have I, you, Kyle, you're the perfect one. Have you I, ever had a, a flub on social media that you've regretted? Had to walk back a little bit. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I, I, other than like some typos on like Twitter that I didn't catch until after something was posted. It's like, Oh no, like that changed it to something else. Um, you know, there've definitely been some, with that. There, <laughs> there have definitely been some posts I've made and then, you know, thinking that I was funny and then Michelle seeing that and going, that is not funny. You need to take that down right now. So, um, you know, I've, I've really tried to be pretty careful um, in, in what I've posted. I, I have, I have a sense of humor that I guess, not everyone appreciates all the time. <laughs> so I appreciate um, you, Kyle. You know, now, um, now social media is for, um, you know, lots of, uh, I, I, I really appreciate the GIF language. I really do that. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to speak that I think fluently. And, um, so that's fun. Uh, memes are great. Um, but, but especially in these days, all right. So, so the, the whole reason we wanted to, we wanted to discuss this today, is because it is really, really easy um, in a moment of anger or frustration to pick up the phone, to um, make a post, a re- really passionate post about you know um, an issue that you care really deeply about, and not put that through any filter and hit send button. And uh, as we've seen before, you know, in a matter of minutes. Um, that that can go out into the worldwide interwebs, and uh, you, you don't get that back, right? I mean, you you can't you can't stop it. You cannot undelete it. Once it's out there, it's out there. Um, and so, let's just talk through, right? So, so I mean, we've seen a lot of stuff like just this. Well, twenty twenty in general has been rather uh, memorable <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, right? So, well, like we we just finished the series of unfortunate events, and and that seems to be. <laughs> Like we're, we're in that season of every, every month seems to have a chapter, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and there was the austere Academy or whatever there's, you know, in the, uh, series of unfortunate events, each chapter was basically a book and, uh, or, or, you know, each story, each part was a book. And, uh, and so that's what I kind of feel like is yeah. we have entered, uh, chapter six, uh, level six of Jumanji or whatever hurricane season, whatever, which also just may be revelation chapter six as well. But, uh, but you're right, dude, because right, right now, um, we, we see what's going on in, in every, uh, tweet, just like before with COVID-19, every decision we make, uh, could be attacked or questioned from every angle. Uh, still the same is true for, for social media right now with what we, you know, whether it's the protests, riots, all the different things that we might have, uh, the different thoughts that we might have, whatever we share is going to get uh, that risk of getting picked up, uh, going off, maybe making a member up to that, whatever it might be. And so uh, I think this is just a word of caution uh, for that. 
beyond just think before you tweet, uh, what, what are some maybe tips that you have for being careful? Yeah, I think the first one is, um, even as a pastor and a leader, you don't have to speak to every single issue that's going on in our culture. Um, now, you, you probably have an opinion on them. You probably have a stance on them. But, but you do not have to post those online. Now, with, with some exceptions, right? So, I mean, right now we are seeing, uh, we're obviously seeing um, the, the effects of um, what, what's perceived to be racism and, and, and a deep-seated racism in our culture. So, um, you, you know, we, we want to speak to that from a gospel standpoint. And, you know, so, so like I, I've not posted anything on social media, but I, I took the stance Sunday morning and, um, and I just read, uh, I just reminded our folks, listen, that there is no room for racism in the life of a believer mm-hmm. and, and shared out of Galatians three. That's, that's really as much as I said. And then we prayed for, um, we prayed for the cities, um, that, that are just experiencing the, the, not just the protests, um, but the, really the riots and that are being destroyed. Um, we prayed for, um, we prayed for, for those that are involved in all sides of it, that, that God would be merciful, that, that his, his grace would go before them. And, and I was really careful not to take a side at all, other than to say racism has no place in the life of a believer. Um, and now let's pray for city leaders. Let's pray for um, citizens for safety and, and, and all that. And, um, and it just, yeah, because you can get yourself in trouble in a, in a hurry, right? So just keep in mind, you don't have to, share your opinion on every single um, instance that's out there. And we, we talked a lot, that, a lot about that with COVID. When we had our morning chats, I mean, we certainly, you know, ha- had our opinions about, about the way things are being done, but, but we don't have to share those. Um, whereas I'm sure you know people, Matt, I know people, everybody who's listening probably knows someone who, who just shares every single opinion they have about every single uh, subject out there. And if you disagree with them, um, you are probably not a Christian. If you disagree with them, like on anything, <laughs> you're probably not a believer, right? You don't want to be that as a pastor. And, and I know for, for, for me, we, we have to be careful with that silence um, because that silence can speak volumes as well. And what, what I tried to do, especially during this season, because it is uh, covering all of America, um, yep for every co- color, every race, every background, believer, non-believer, everybody is touched by COVID, just like everybody right now is touched by, in some way, what we see going on yeah. uh, here in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, and so forth. And what I tried to do is instead of being that guy that just spouts off the, the verse or the quote, you know, whatever it is, um, to, to feel like, well, I've helped, uh, I've tried to reach out to those that I know directly. And, uh, and just say, Hey, I'm listening. I want to know how, how can we respond? What can I do as a church, as a pastor? Uh, how can we help that kind of thing to, to actually try and have a remedy for it instead of just a platitude. And, uh, so, but it's, it's one of those where the tough part for, for me is when you're pastoring, you've got members in your, your church, uh, no matter what size, if you're a church of 50, hundred, a thousand, uh, just probably down percentages on every single one of those, you can see the, the magnitude of difference between 
those that are posting. And I've even seen it within families uh, where a wife is saying one thing, husband. And so it's, you know, how deeply divided, especially when it comes to, to race and so forth. We have to be really careful there because you're pastoring both of them. Yep. You're shepherding both of them and, uh, and, and ultimately will be accountable for right. both. And, yeah. and, and, I, and, and again, I think we saw a lot of that with COVID, right? Because so, so in, in the same church, in the same family, you, you would have kind of extremes, right? So, so on one extreme, I mean, I remember folks who were legitimately concerned that we're all going to get this, we're all going to die. And on the, on the far other end, you had people who said, this is nothing but a hoax, right? This is, this is just a, a ploy. And, and you're right. You've got to, as a pastor, if you have both of those stances in your church, you have to pastor both of them. And, and making a statement one way or the other is, is, is going to alienate the other. And so you've got to walk in that with wisdom and yeah. And, you know, so making, as we talked at the beginning, off the cuff comments, right? So if you are gonna gonna comment on that, it's probably really good to write down specifically <laughs> what you want to say, yeah. and and maybe have that checked by a couple of buddies in ministry, yeah. um, so you're not just you know winging it and end up you know saying something inappropriate in front of a seminary president there, Matt. <laughs> the back the backspace is your friend, yes. um, you know, because especially on Twitter. When it's out, it's out. Real, well, really, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. It's out, it's out, even if you delete it, um, because people can screenshot all that kind of stuff. And uh, many folks have lost uh, their their ministries for things that they have uh, posted, uh, shared, all of that kind of stuff. So we want to be very careful. And so we encourage you to to pause, think about it. Like Kyle said, maybe it's not a bad idea to run those uh, thoughts by a trusted pastor um, trusted friend uh, that would give you the unvarnished uh, yes, no, uh, don't even think about it, that kind of deal. And and, and we do that. I mean, you've, yeah. you've, you've sent me, you know, texts several times of, hey, this is what I'm thinking of saying. Um, what, you know, just give what me some feedback think? on this. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Is this, is this too much? Yeah. Um, and, and that yeah, that's, really that's takes us back. I don't remember the day. Um, I, I didn't have any of the the episodes up. So I don't know when we had Dr. Greer on, but he talks a lot about bandwidth. And so when you're chiming in on each and everything uh, and just banging that drum every day, every hour, uh, you lose that bandwidth really quick. And uh, so people need to know ultimately where, where you stand, where you believe that kind of deal. Uh, but just be cautious not to waste too much bandwidth on secondary and in third level, fourth level, fifth level uh, type issues. Racism's not one of those. Right. Uh, so, so you need to be careful and, and be, be clear where you stand there. Uh, but at the same time, when you have to chime in on, on whether or not you're holding a, a Bible in front of a church, that kind of deal, uh, we've got people that use the Bible as a prop each and every Sunday. So, you know, that, I, I think that was Dean and Sarah. Uh, who threw that one out there? But, uh, <laughs> but Kyle, Kyle is biting down on his tongue right now to keep his mouth shut because we both have opinions on that. Everybody does, and it's okay to say those. We have the First Amendment, but just know uh, that when you feel the 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 desire to postulate on each of those, it you just ultimately minimize your effectiveness on social media. And uh, so what has helped me is when I'm doing my sermon prep in the morning, I don't have Twitter up. I'm, I'm through a, uh, what, what do you call those 
services or whatever, social media services where I'm typing those in, sending those through Buffer is what mm -hmm. it's called. So I don't get to see all of this stuff. I get to share the scripture, usually quote what I'm learning, and, and then I can move on and uh, check in and uh, share things later, but I don't get inundated with that either. Uh, because sometimes the more I see somebody tweet, the more I want to not know them. And so I don't want to be that for somebody else. So uh, Kyle, any other thoughts on being wise with your social media as we begin to wind down? No, you, you know, j just the, um, just that admonition out of, out of James, uh, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And, and really, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk in our, in our culture over the last week about the importance of listening, right? Listening. Um, and Matt, I, I think what we, what we really could use in our world right now is some peace. And do, do you happen to know anything about like how we could maybe get, you know, a path, path to peace? There is a path for peace. And as a matter of fact, it's available on Amazon. Wow. And, and there's a story behind it is because it was written for class. And you gave me a hard time because I published the book before I even got my grade. But praise be to God, that was I, brave. Did, <laughs> I did pass the, I, I got a great grade on it. So I'm, I'm happy. That would have been terrible. Like here, I would have taken it down immediately. I got a 60 on it or something. No, I did really well on, on the paper. Uh, but even as I was writing it, I said, this is what we want to get in the hands of our members uh, for our church and looking at ways to be able to print it uh, with some decent quality was going to be cost prohibitive for us. And so that was one of the ways that, you know, in talking to Dr. Queen, I seen if he had any ideas, he said, why don't you just put it up? And, and then those that may want something like that uh, can, can download it or buy it. And uh, so it is path for peace, peace, leading the lost to love and learn from Jesus and have peace with God. And it's built on the idea that the, the gospel ultimately that we save them with or we win them with that's what we're ultimately saving them to and uh and so the gospel that we declare can go a long way in setting a foundation for how they grow and mature and lead into discipleship because sometimes we compartmentalize those two things uh where there's evangelism and there's discipleship but really they go hand in hand and so we want to lead them right into discipleship and then spin that same thing over uh, again. And so it's built on a model for peace, uh, which was not required for the class. Uh, but I decided since it's a Southern Baptist institution, uh, that I was going to have an acronym. And so it's built on prepare, evangelize, assimilate, commission, and equip. And uh, one big circle uh, to lead somebody from uh, lost uh, to saved and then to ultimately the missionary that's going out to to lead others to Jesus. And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, many in our church have already gotten it. Uh, others. And Matt, how, how long, how, how long is, uh, is how, Path it's, for Peace? It's about four, 400 pages uh, <laughs> minus about 380. Uh, it is, it is 19 pages. Well, 21 21 if you count the about the author page. <laughs> and, and so I didn't really realize that until I, I got it in, in the mail. Uh, I'd ordered a copy for, for my daughter. She likes to read those things. And uh, she picked it up and she like held it. And she's like, 
why is this so small? Like that was, <laughs> that was the first words out of my daughter's mouth. So I spanked her and put her in timeout. I'm just kidding. I didn't. So it makes, it makes replanting rural churches look like institutes. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I was trying to set up replanting rural churches uh, to be like the biggest textbook so, in the world. So, so replanting rural churches, I think was the smallest book in my library. Um, and then I got revitalizing the church through flakes formula by Kenneth priest, which became, which at, um, including appendices and the about the author page is 33 pages. That became the shortest book. And now Pathway to Peace has, has taken over. Although I only have it on Kindle. I don't, I don't well, have come the, the hardback yet. What kind of friend are you? <laughs> the, the hard copy. <laughs> you think hey, I'm going to buy you a book? Well, no. listen, I was so excited about it that I didn't want to have to wait two days for it to ship. So I bought it on Kindle, which also, by the way, you get more royalties through Kindle than you do through a paperback. Well, so you're welcome. Not, not if you set the price where I set it, you know, I was trying to keep it as low as possible, uh, for, for our church members and so forth, because we, we were going to spend about 500 or so to get 50 copies. What, what we were going to use in this way, uh, we can order author copies, which take out the, the royalties and so forth, basically puts it right at cost and we can save a ton of money. And, uh, so folks, if you've got something like that, that you're trying to train your church with, that it might be something uh, to consider Kindle Direct Publishing, and and you can make it available, uh, and uh, and I don't know ways to make it like quote unquote hidden on Amazon, where maybe it's just a direct link. That might be possible, uh, but for me, I just threw it up there, and uh, and our folks have uh, have picked it up, and we're going to be implementing that, and uh, I'll I'll probably have to be using that for my prospectus uh, for uh, seminary because I. Matt? I learned that I have to do a project, not just a paper. And uh, so, yes. so do I. Matt, we should write a book on how to write a book on Kindle. There you go. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Kyle, I love you, man. And uh, don't post anything stupid. And uh, everyone else, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. And don't be a turd on social media. This podcast has been sponsored in part by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. There are a lot of great things happening on Seminary Hill, and so we encourage you to find out all about them at swibbits.edu after this short clip by Roy Fish. Again, that is swbts.edu. Have a great day, and God bless. People without Jesus are lost. And... They're not only lost, but they're in danger of being eternally lost. The fact that people are going to be in hell if they don't somehow come into saving faith.